Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fourth and trollers, we're back with the most entertaining fantasy football podcast on the planet. That is right, fourth and troll. We are back. We play real life non preseason NFL football this week. We are four days away from kickoff. We made it, people. Let's give it up. Let's just, let's just. I'm just, I am just on top of the world right now. Wes, how are you feeling? I'm, I'm ecstatic. It almost doesn't feel like the season is really beginning Thursday. It just kind of feels like we've been so focused on off season. I forgot that it's time. Here we go. Week one. Week one. I can't wait. How are you, Noah? I'm great. By the way, I just realized I forgot to introduce myself. It's Noah Selby here, and this, <laughs> yeah, I am here with Wes Selby. There you go. In case you forgot, I know you haven't because you've been looking forward to hearing our voices ever Aww. since Friday. You wanted to hear another episode. So here we are on this beautiful Tuesday. We are serving up a great episode of Fourth and Troll for you. I'm excited. I can't wait. We had an eventful weekend, Wes. We had our main league that we play in we had our fantasy draft this weekend it was a great time all the guys on the zoom call it's an awesome time everybody in there uh i'm i am thrilled i am so excited like i said we've got a great show for you today uh we are coming up on season kickoff we are two days away now three days if you want to if you want to take today three days we've got thursday night kickoff season opener bill's at the Rams, a lot of high draft picks playing in this opening game of the season. Uh, we're going to be evaluating our fantasy teams that we drafted this weekend. But before that, we got another five-star shout-out we're going to give. Let's take a look at it. Wes, what do we got? Yes. Thank you for all these five-star reviews and for writing comments. It's really wonderful. So here's our, our five-star review of the week. Here's the comment. It says, great football content and entertaining hosts. I hope my friends and I sound like these guys do when we talk fantasy football. Entertaining and great content. Love the stats. Training camp approach. Can't wait to hear more episodes. Thank you so much from anonymous Dallas Cowboys fan. We were hoping for really funny, entertaining comments, but this is really sweet. We're so glad that you're enjoying the show and we're glad that the training camp and stats is making it entertaining because we got a lot of those coming up. That's for sure. Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, it's it's so awesome to hear that everyone that you anonymous Dallas Cowboys fan are looking forward to hearing more episodes because we know by the time January comes around, you won't be looking forward to watching very many Dallas Cowboys games. So, uh, oh, that's so mean <laughs> for anybody who didn't catch that, that's a uh, that's a Dallas Cowboys suck in the playoffs joke. Just so we are, just so we all know. Anyways, let's move on here. Thank you so much for the comment and the review. Yeah, we love the five star review. Thank you, fam. Keep them coming. I'll roast you if you want. Let me know if you want to, and I'll rip you guys apart. It's all good. Uh, like Wes and I are going to rip each other apart on these fantasy teams today. Um, but before we get to that. What's going on in the NFL this week, Wes? Oh, just a couple of injuries, mostly. We're going to go through that in a second. Let's start out with the Pittsburgh Steelers officially naming their week one starter, and it is Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Now, the most surprising thing is that in the official depth chart, rookie Kenny Pickett is actually the third QB. 
So Mason Rudolph would fill in for Mitch Trubisky if there was an injury or poor performance. That came as a surprise. Pickett looked great in preseason. Mason Rudolph has his own history. I don't know if this changes any of our ideas of these Steelers offensive players for fantasy, but Trubisky is number one. What do you think, Noah? Yeah, this is this is what I was using as a projection for Steelers players this season. I was expecting Trubisky to be the starter. A bit shocking that Pickett is the third guy, you know, spending yeah. a first-round pick. You may not expect him to be a third stringer. I, I think maybe the only way he moves up the depth chart is if he impresses in in camp because, like you or not in camp, but just in, in practice weekly. Um, because, as you said, if, if, you know, based on this depth chart, if Trubisky goes out, Mason Rudolph goes in. And so it's not like it's going to be, you know, ah, man, Trubisky's not doing too well. Even if Trubisky is not having a good game and they think, you know, maybe we're going to go to our backup here to, to give him a shot and see if this can change the pace of the game. We're going to see Mason Rudolph there. So it's going to be interesting. I'm not entirely sure. I I am a bit surprised Pickett is third on the depth chart, um, but not changing any of my projections for Steelers players this year. Still, uh, I had them all statted out as I was expecting Trubisky to be the starter come week one. So uh, just a bit of interesting news there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely interesting. And and as we heard last time on your Deontay Johnson bust of the season, none of that changed, whether it's Pickett or Trubisky. So we'll see how this starts out with the Steelers. We're going to blow through some of these or just kind of move through these uh, injuries coming up for week one, just for any of these guys that may be on your starting roster. Michael Thomas is on track to play week one. This will be his first regular season game since December 13th of 2020. He has been absent for a long time. Zach Ertz has a calf injury and will likely be a game time decision. He's going to be the afternoon game. So pay attention. If you've got him in your starting lineup, Jacksonville Jaguars running back, James Robinson will be taking the field against the commanders. Those that are very high on Travis Etienne, like Noah and I are, are going to take in very consider take into consideration how James Robinson will do. See what the snap count looks like there. And lastly, some big name wide receivers have returned to practice and are looking healthy again. Debo Samuel is back. T. Higgins is back. And Chris Godwin has begun practicing without a knee brace. High profile receivers are going to be ready for week one, it looks like. Excited for the start of this season. That's the news heading in to Thursday night football. Oh, man. I can't it, believe we're here. <laughs> it is. It is. I am so excited that we're here. One quick question I actually have for you, Wes. Yeah. I'm James Robinson here. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll get into this a little later, but in our in our draft this this past weekend, you took Travis Etienne. Mm-hmm. Are you at all considering not having Travis Etienne in your lineup, even though he was a guy that you took with a top six top six rounds of your draft. He was a top six guy on your roster. Is that somebody that you are considering? Hey, I think I may not run him right now. I think, I think we need to wait and see what the workload is like. And does that, does that cause you any sort of despair that, that a guy that you took to be, you know, a top guy on your team, potentially that he may not be in your starting lineup week one. I think there is, a balance that may that may happen more than Travis Etienne fans may want. Uh, I am someone that still sees James Robinson as a good running back and a valuable running back. I think yeah. this may be something that we 
experience with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, where they both just do really well. Or maybe sure. it's something like Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, where one of them is going to be the starter and get the carries, but then the other is going to be PPR value. So I'm not worried about ETN. I just think what may have happened is those that drafted James Robinson in the ninth, 10th or 11th round, whenever they got him yeah. may have gotten someone that is going to have really good flex potential for their lineups. Definitely. That's my take. They may have definitely, definitely gotten a great opportunity there and a great player, great value. Um, but let's dive into this Wes. on Saturday. As I said, you and I drafted in our fantasy league and we're, we're pretty freaking excited about both of our teams. Uh, we want you to let us know who you think ended up with the better squad as we break down our rosters. So I'm going to kick things off with my team. Is that okay with you? Yeah, it is. Awesome. So I was drafting from the third overall pick. So it's a snake draft. So I had the third pick. And then when we came back around in the second round, I had them the seventh pick and so on and so forth. Or actually, I'm sorry, the eighth pick and so on and so forth. Um, but here is where I ended up at. I went ahead and I'll just go through my starting lineup. So my quarterback is the GOAT, Tom Brady. I've then got Christian McCaffrey, who I did take third overall. I was thrilled to get him there. James Conner is my RB2. I've got Mike Evans as my RB1 in that lethal stack that I was talking about and raving about to you guys. So I've got that Tom Brady, Mike Evans stack. As my wide receiver two, I've got Brandon Cooks. And then I've got Dalton Schultz in the tight end slot. I've got Elijah Mitchell in my flex. Currently, this is slotted out for week one. I've got the Browns defense. I've got Jason Sanders, the three-legged man from the Miami (laughs) Dolphins, slinging those field goals. I believe he hit 59 yards in the preseason. What a man. Then on the bench, I've got Allen Robinson. I've got Chase Edmonds. I've got Kadarius Tony. I've got Melvin Gordon. I then have Jahan Dotson, Sky Moore, and JD McKissick. I um yeah, what do you what, Wes, what do you think? I want to first congratulate you for getting both Brady and Evans. I knew this yeah. was extremely important to you for this season. Thank you. And you also got Dalton Schultz and you know, for the draft, people were starting to take tight ends early. And I remember you evaluated in real time. You told us we had a, a group call together is that you said that it essentially mattered more to you to have Dalton Schultz than any of these other 10, 12, even 15 players that were next in line. Yeah. So you reached for that guy because he mattered so much. And I'm super high on him as well. So I think yeah. looking at your starting lineup, I think it looks really good. I also know, I mean, these are the guys you've been talking about all, all season. So I, I love that you get to ride or die with the guys that you have believed in I am since either, we started this podcast. Yeah. I'm either going to go out on top and be so thrilled with the analysis that I have made in this off season, or I'm just going to crash and burn with humility and know that I <laughs> stuck to my guns and I and I and maybe this isn't the career path I go down. Who knows? <laughs> well, I I really honestly I look at your team and it doesn't feel like a, a true weak link. I think you have really great flex options. Yeah. If Elijah Mitchell, as as we talked about last time, if he has an injury or the committee is just too much for a valuable fantasy asset, you have Al Robinson, you have Chase Edmonds, Melvin Gordon. 
JD McKissick, one of them is going to be worth starting the flex. Yeah. So I think you have a solid team. You should be playoff bound. I'm not comparing your team to everyone else's, but just looking at your roster, you're definitely playoff bound by my vote. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping that's how this shapes up for me. Yeah. I want to ask in your opinion, who do you think was your best pick? You know, I mean, just considering the ADP, I'm not like McCaffrey is your, is, was your first pick. Uh, yeah. You got him third overall, but who do you feel was your best pick? And then on the flip side, who do you think was your worst pick your reach or maybe someone that you kind of felt like you had to take or didn't want to take? Sure. Yeah. No, the, for, as far as best pick goes, there's a bit of a toss up for me because it, it was, it was honestly between, um, Christian McCaffrey and someone I'll just mention here in a little bit, but I was initially going to go Christian McCaffrey just because, you know, CMC, when he's on the field, nobody comes close. It's, it's, yeah. but it's, a you know, for your first round pick, it's a bit of a cop out. I mean, I was thrilled to get someone who I think could be the top player in fantasy football this season at the third overall pick. I was thrilled that he didn't go first or second overall. So it was great to get that. But I think my favorite and, and what I think could be my best pick this year was actually Allen Robinson. I managed Ooh. to snag Allen Robinson in the sixth round as the third wide receiver for my team. And I think it could be a huge steal. Um, we watched Allen Robinson have a rough year last year, man. It could, it could be due to his injury. He was dealing with some injuries to his hamstring. He missed a couple games with some positive COVID test results. He may have been dealing with a serious case of the Matt Nagy syndrome, but who knows three cheers for it being a new year, man, because Allen Robinson yeah. is a Los Angeles Ram with a massive coaching upgrade and a massive quarterback upgrade. I believe he could be, a big breakout wide receiver this year. We've seen him and kind of talked about him as a, a kind of a top 15 receiver. He's been regarded as that in fantasy. He's usually been taken in the top 15 of receivers. Uh, and I think that's not for nothing. I think it's legitimate. And so he's wickedly talented. And in the past, he's produced fantasy seasons, finishing wide receiver eight and wide receiver nine. And those were both with Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles under center. Both of those seasons that offense wasn't even a top 10 passing offense. He was only on a top 10 passing offense one time, one time in his career, way back in 2015 with Blake Bortles as his quarterback. But on that passing yeah. offense, he finished <laughs> the year as wide receiver six. Now playing with Stafford and the Rams in LA, I really think he has a shot to outperform that sixth round ADP that I got him at. And I think he could be a huge breakout this year. And to have that sort of potential in my third wide receiver off the board, that is a massive pick that I'm, I'm absolutely loving. Yeah. I, I think there is a true chance Al Robinson ends up doing very great. Uh, in your opinion, who do you think was your worst pick though? If you look at your roster, are you feeling that you should have taken someone else? Maybe you don't want them on your team later on. Yeah. To be honest, I'm going to listen, I'm going to say that I don't think any of my picks were bad. But let's go, dude. But but if I had to Whoa. pick one that I would say, I would say it's Brandon Cooks. And I'm going to lay out the situation for you here. So in this draft, we were at the turn of the fourth and the fifth round. I had my pick. And then, Wes, you would end up picking twice. And then the guy that had the first overall pick in this year's draft, uh, Jacob Hoffner, would pick twice. And then it would come back to me for my next pick. At the time, I had three players on my team. I had Christian McCaffrey. 
I had James Conner and I had Mike Evans and they were all already there on my team. And I hated every single wide receiver on the board there for me, except for Brandon cooks. So I had to decide between either getting Travis Etienne as my third running back who you and I, like you said, are both super high on or getting the last wide receiver two that I loved on the board. And so I ended up going with Brandon cooks and I think it took you probably less than like 0.08 seconds to take ETN with the very next pick. I couldn't believe it, honestly. Yeah, I, your face <laughs> lit up. I believe you threw your hands in the air. It was just a, it was just, and so I look back at it now and I wonder if I should have gone with ETN because I think there's a chance. It, and those guys that, well, those wide receivers that were on the board were just guys that I wasn't big on. I think there's a chance Cooks could have come back around to me whenever I got that pick back. So five picks later, I think there's a chance cooks came back around. And so I wonder if I should have taken ETN there, but I still don't think this is a bad pick. I've said it many times, but Brandon cooks is the least sexy name to draft in fantasy football. But the dude is a walking wide receiver too with upside when he's fully healthy since 2015 cooks has finished as wide receiver 13 wide receiver 10 wide receiver 15 wide receiver 13 wide receiver 17 and wide receiver 20 when he plays at least 15 games that season over those six seasons of top 20 wide receiver finish uh, whoa hang on hang I'm on i'm having a stroke over those six <laughs> seasons of top 20 fantasy football wide receiver finishes he played with six different quarterbacks in each of those years. He went for over a thousand receiving yards. So all in all, I don't think I made a bad pick, but in that moment, I definitely think I miscalculated that because I think I could have had two guys. I was super high on this season in Brandon cooks and Travis Etienne. Instead, I just landed one of the two, but still got myself some guys that I think could be an absolutely great values this season and what I'm now looking at as my best pick in Allen Robinson as a third wide receiver for my team. And then that freed me up to actually take Elijah Mitchell later as my third running back. And so all in all, I don't think I made a bad pick, but I think I definitely miscalculated that one. That is just where I am at with my opinion on this team. I think you, I agree completely. You know, I think Brandon cooks could have come around to you uh, and then maybe two picks later, but again, as you said, Brandon cooks has multiple 1000 yard seasons and he's yeah. had multiple quarterbacks. So right. as you said, he's a walking wide receiver too. He's consistent. He reminds me of when I first started playing fantasy for years and years, I drafted Larry Fitzgerald almost every single time because yeah. he was guaranteed to get you those 12 points because he was so consistent, so good. Yeah. So I don't think you missed out or I'd rather, I don't think you got a bad player. Yeah. I think there, you know, you could have got ATM, but <laughs> I did. <laughs> but you did real quick. Wes, <laughs> put me on blast. Who do you like the most on my team and who is your least favorite player on my team? I agree. I'll start with the least. I agree. Brandon cooks could have, I think you may have had a chance to get a possibly better wide receiver at that point. Sure. But you know, again, you have Allen Robinson, who I think later on is going to be certainly worth starting as wide receiver too. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny to say, cause it's just like, why not? But I love that you took McCaffrey. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Go all in make, I mean, the guy, as you said, is, is 
unparalleled when he's on the field. So take the best athlete in the NFL and, yeah. and you know, either you're going winless or you're going undefeated. That's yeah. just how good he is. So I love to it. the moon I, to the moon. I, I, it's not a, a fun creative idea to say my favorite pick is your first pick, but yeah, it is get McCaffrey. It's no, I get it. Incredible. All right, Wes, run me through your team. That's that was my team breakdown. Run me through your team. You were picking from the second overall pick and tell me who you took with that. Pick. Oh gosh. I knew this was going to happen. And so in case anyone's wondering, I don't think uh, we said it already, but Jonathan Taylor went first overall. Yeah. And there's a really good chance he was going to, he was going to go first overall, which meant that I was locked in to get my favorite player of this fantasy season. And I took Justin Jefferson number uh, two overall, <laughs> yeah, as yeah. I have been saying all off season, the whole time in the podcast, he's my favorite and I've got him on at least one team. I'm pumped. So yeah. with that being said, second overall, Justin Jefferson, here's my roster quarterback, Joe Burrow. My running backs are Javante Williams and Saquon Barkley. I've got my wide receivers, Justin Jefferson and Cortland Sutton. Tight end, Dallas Goddard. My flex option is Rashad Bateman. The defense for week one is the Denver Broncos. My kicker is three-legged Evan McPherson, to use <laughs> Noah's terminology. Yeah. My, my bench is Travis Etienne, Damian Pierce, A.J. Dillon, Julio Jones, Daryl Henderson, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, and Dawson Knox. How do you like that team, Noah? I, that's a killer squad, dude. I love it. I, I There are honestly yeah. not very many complaints there. Super, honestly, like well-rounded out. I was so... I was so annoyed that you got Damian Pierce and AJ Dillon. I was like, surely I'm going to get one of these guys. Right. And then yeah, it was just like, Oh, well, they're both gone. It's sick. Well, that was because Noah was second or I was second overall and Noah was third overall. So we were yeah. going to take some of our players eventually. Yeah. Back to back picks there. Um, I love the squad. Wes, who was your best pick and your worst pick? I think my best pick, especially for the value, as you just mentioned, was A.J. Dillon. I got him in the ninth round. Yeah, I mean, a guy that Aaron Rodgers has said is going to likely get 50 targets for someone who has an RB1 upside. If if Aaron Jones were to miss time for any reason, this guy is is killer. Uh, Just for a fun fact, Aaron Rodgers was on the Pat McAfee show, and he – he quoted himself saying that he wasn't sure whether he would want to take a roundhouse kick to the face by Chuck Norris or to try to tackle AJ Dillon. That's how <laughs> highly he thinks of this guy. I love it. So yeah, for me, he's my best pick. And you know, what's funny is I think my worst pick, it sounds kind of strange is going to be, I think it's Saquon Barkley okay. just because I think Saquon Barkley and Javante Williams are both RB2 type running backs for this. Sure. Now, I'm glad I stacked them up. And just for the record, I have six running backs on my team. So I'm fine if something were to, if either of them were to disappoint me. But I think there's just, you know, I, I, I would rather have someone a little, a little more reliable than Saquon. I think. You saw my rankings. I think he's a top 10. Yeah. 
I just, you know, there's that caution. There's just that, okay, he's the only good player on the Giants. No offense to Giants fans, but am I right? I'm right. So <laughs> I, Brian Dable, yeah, he's, he's going to help turn around that franchise. I just... Are they going to wear him to the bone like they've done the last two seasons? I don't know. If anything were to happen, I've got Travis Etienne, as we mentioned, Damian Pierce are there. So it's, you know, I passed on Aaron Jones. I'll say that. I wanted to take that risk. It is a risk. We'll see how it pans out for me. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, Noah, your opinion, favorite guy on my team, least favorite guy on my team. What's your take? Um, I think my favorite guy and, and then almost in a way, my least favorite, because I didn't get him. It was my, my guy, Rashad Bateman. I, I, you know, you know how <laughs> high I am on Rashad Bateman. Yeah. I think he is going to be a superstar this year. He's going to be a huge breakout. Uh, I think it's a great, uh, your wide receivers are honestly like your top three are crazy. I think there's potential for all these guys to finish like potentially top 15, uh, including who we both have as our wide receiver one, Justin Jefferson. And so I think, yeah, I, I would say that's my favorite player on your team. Your my favorite pick who I like the most is Rashad Bateman. I think probably my least favorite and, and it's not actually like bad. I just don't know where this passing offense ends up is probably Dallas Goddard as your starting tight end. You do also have Dawson Knox on your bench, but I, I just, I am a firm believer in like, there are, there are like six guys in fantasy this year that I think are going to be upper echelon topper, like top tier, like these guys who are going to be, there's going to be quite a divide. I feel like between the top six tight ends that I have, uh, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, Dalton Schultz, Kyle Pitts, um, George Kittle, and then Darren Waller. I think those six guys are going to be, they're in the top six. I think even the top two there with Andrews and Kelsey are going to separate themselves a bit from those other four. Um, but I, I think there's a bit of a gap there. And so I'm, I just have question marks about the Philadelphia Eagles passing offense. And so for me thinking, I don't know if, you know, I don't know what Dallas Goddard does this year. I still have him as top 10. I believe I have him as my 10 and nine. I believe he is on my list here. Um, I think that's probably my least, maybe my least favorite. I don't know, but it's, it's hard. It's hard to, it's hard to find a, a weak spot on the team here. I think. Thank you. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a good, I think it's a really good team, man. I think it's, I think like you said, for me, I think we, we may have a good chance at meeting up in the playoffs and either we're either going to stick to our guns here or we're going to, and we're going to, you know, go there together or we're going to, dive down together real bad and Gosh, in how, flames and it's going to be it's going to be great either how way amazing would it be if we met in the championship first pretty, season for control West pretty fantastic it would be oh pretty fantastic anyways let us know whose team you like more mine or Wes's. all that being said we're going to move on here and we are just two days away from opening kickoff from season kickoff from nfl football the Buffalo Bills versus the Los and or the Buffalo Bills at the Los Angeles Rams over in SoFi Stadium. Some people are saying this is going to be a Super Bowl preview. One thing's for sure, there are going to be some high fantasy draft picks to start off the season. Cooper Cup, Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen, some question marks that we we're maybe trying to figure out what's going to happen with these players. 
Uh, but we're going to talk about some of these players here. We're going to go through our must starts, our risky starts, and our don't starts. Guys that we are starting with confidence, must starts. Risky starts, guys that were, I don't know what's going to happen. And don't starts, guys that were saying, leave them on the bench. Let's start out with must starts. Wes, who is your must start for this season kickoff? Well, Thursday it's, night football. it's kind of a no-brainer. I'm just going to say it because I might as well. It's Cooper Cup for me. Mm-hmm. And for, so I just want to say this for anyone who's wondering if Cup is going to disappoint you this season. Now, I've seen him fall a few picks in each of the mock drafts that I've done. He was at one point second overall, and now he's dropped into fifth, sixth. And, and you may be wondering, he fell to me. Do they? Do these guys know something that I don't? You know, Is he yeah. going to do worse this season? Well, let me answer that question. Will he do worse this season? Of course! How do you do better than yeah. one of the greatest wide receiver seasons in NFL history? Of course, he won't do that again. But he's still going to do really, really good. Now, one interesting statistic, when I mentioned last time about DK Metcalf being a bust and those three-year contract extensions, Cooper Cup also signed a three-year contract extension with the Rams. Hey, now. That same math, if we apply that, he is going to have, on average, 26% decrease. You know what that means? he's still going to have mm-hmm. 325 <laughs> points. If he were to finish last season with that, he's still top five. So, yeah. I mean, Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup during this offseason are on record for saying they've built even better chemistry. Yeah, they went um, to church camp together. Yeah, one, that's impossible. I don't know if there's a better marriage in the history of the world. <laughs> yeah. But I think that just means, if, I were, if I'm going to decipher, I think that just means game situations, it's going to be more of cup and crucial downs, even more in two-minute drills. It's going to be even more of cup in the red zone. Uh, it's, it's, he's going to be incredible. Despite the Bills' defense, he's still going to be amazing. So Cooper Cup is my must-start for this Thursday night. Yeah, I agree. Don't overthink it. It's, you know, oh, oh, but it's the Bills defense. Eh, don't overthink it. It's you drafted him to be there to start. Start him, lock him in. It's it, he, he should be locked in every single week. So it's 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 a no-brainer yeah. there. Keep him in the lineup. Get him in there. And enjoy the points he's going to give you because he's going to give you some freaking points. Yeah, a lot. Goodness. A lot of them. Oh, my gosh. So, that being said, similar of stardom every week, I think I have an idea of who your must-start is for this week. Noah, who's your must-start for – oh, not for the week, but for Thursday. Who's your must-start? Tyler Bass, Buffalo Bills kicker. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Uh, No, yeah, again, it's similarly – it's a bit of a no-brainer, but it's quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. You drafted him early. Start him every single week. Don't overthink it just because it's Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald and the Rams defense – uh, game should be pretty high scoring. These are two high powered offenses and high powered defenses. These are like we said in the, in the beginning of the show, this, some people are saying this is going to be a super bowl preview. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be a great game. Josh Allen certainly has capability of getting points in the air with his touchdowns. He also has a capability of getting points with his legs. Uh, he should be a top quarterback option for the week. Don't ever think it lock him into your lineup. Easy as that. He is my must start for the week for, or for Thursday night for Thursday night. Yeah, it's it's funny that we're both picking guys that are 
you know, have a very good shot to finish as the first position for the end of the season. I mean, it's, it's just, they're going to be great. And just as a reminder, uh, Josh Allen rushed for 763 yards. So if yeah. Aaron Donald's coming, Josh Allen will get away. Okay. It's insane. He also it's had insane. six rushing touchdowns. So yeah. yeah. The rushing Congratulations outside. on yeah. getting Josh Allen to your team. It's crazy. The I feel like people kind of tend to like, not forget, maybe, but aren't, yeah, forget about the rushing upside he brings. He rushed for nearly, he was 25% short of a thousand yards, you guys. He, he is so good. And so it's a no brainer to keep him in your lineup. Those are our must starts. Let's move on to risky starts here for the week. Wes, who's your risky start this week? Well, you've already talked about him, and I think it's just for this first week, it's going to be a little bit of a risk, in my opinion, to start Allen Robinson. Yeah, I'm not sure if week one we're going to see, as you've talked about, this top 15 upside, the incredible you know start of his career, Al Robinson, that we think he should have. I just here here look, the other wide receivers outside of Cooper Cup averaged about six targets a game. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup only had three games where he had less than 10 targets. Mm. Again, this marriage between Stafford and Cup is symbolic. It's poetic. It's just, it's nothing like it. I mean, that's the only concern. And I'm bringing this up because when it comes to important games, and I know anybody can argue every game is important, but when this is a Super Bowl preview between arguably the best defense and arguably the best offense with the bills. Stafford's not going to have time to think about, well, let me make sure I get everybody some, some targets here and make sure I distribute the ball. When the game was on the line in the super bowl final drive, who did Stafford turn to time and time again, it was always Cooper cup. He had that crucial third down catch. He had that crucial fourth down conversion. He had the game winning touchdown. It was Cooper cup. So it's possible that everyone just decides that's it. All 11 men cover Cooper cup and then Al Robinson's open and it's just going to be a great game. It's possible. That's why it's a risk, but I I just want to provide a little bit of the, the season's history with Stafford and how the other receivers did. They did fine, but they don't get the ball because Matt Stafford has the biggest man crush on Cooper cup in the world. So it's, he's my risky start. Now you've got him in a league. I've got him in a league. Noah, are you considering starting Al Robinson with that in mind? It's been a question, but I think I am going to wait a week just to see kind of what the target share looks like and how they gel together. It's a great defense they're playing against. And so I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to wait one week on him. I do have Elijah Mitchell who I feel a little bit better slotting into a flex against the Chicago bears than I do Al Robinson slotting in against the Buffalo bills, especially on Thursday night. Cause you know, it's, it's terrifying having a player on Thursday night, especially if you're playing against someone who has a player on Thursday night, and if your guy does not do well, you know going into Sunday, you're like, oh, boy, I'm yeah, sweating. Of like, here up. we go. Yeah, we got some work to do here. And so and so, I am going to wait a week on him. I agree. I, it, is, it is a risky start, but if you feel strongly, do it. It's It, it could pay off massively. So It's also the first game. I think there's a – three week window where you're allowed to figure out if you're who's who's real on your team. So right. 
we'll see. I'm really looking forward to seeing how Al Robinson does Me on too. Thursday. Noah, who's your risky start for Thursday? Let's hear it. My risky start for this Thursday night football season kickoff is going to be running back for the Buffalo Bills, James Cook. I am more inclined to start a guy like Cook against the Rams over Singletary for a few reasons. It's going to be based on the draft capital, the receiving upside that he brings in reports from camp. Uh, Cook was taken at the end of the second round. They They spent significant capital to get this guy on their team. May have been a luxury pick, to be honest, because there wasn't much the team needed. But... The, you know, they could have just looked at it and said, yeah, we like this guy. We think he's good. Let's take him off the board. Um, but they did spend a second rounder on him. So I believe he will be involved. He was taking some honest, and this is interesting to read about. And here he was taking occasional reps with the wide receivers in camp to work on his route running and his footwork. Uh, I kind of see him slotting in as the third down guy in the backfield for Buffalo, which may not be encouraging on most weeks, given how good that offense is and how, many lack of first or lack of third downs there may be. Um, But against a top defense like the Rams, I think it's a risky start, but it could be one that pays off. If you are a James Cook believer, Uh, if he does make it into your lineup, it shouldn't be more than a flex play. And I don't think you should be expecting any more than a flex play, but I, I, I'm going to say here, James Cook is going to be a risky start, but if you're a believer and you are a James Cook truther, put him into the lineup because I, I think he could see a significant amount of work in this game. I, I love that you want us to consider starting James cook because I think he is super talented. Yeah. I watched his highlights and this is going to sound ridiculous, but when I watched him, I, I honestly, I'm not even kidding. I honestly thought to myself, Hey, he kind of reminds me of Dalvin cook. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not even kidding. I had that thought when I watched Did you know? No, I didn't. And then I looked up up James Cook brother just to see. I looked up Dalvin Cook brother and was like, oh, there he is. Okay, so it makes Mm -hmm. sense. I think he can be a very, very good running back for the Bills. Now, something to keep in mind is the preseason, the Bills in one of their preseason games had two separate running backs in one game that scored two rushing touchdowns. Mm -hmm. So there's that one of them was cut because that's how stacked their running back room is. And that's how frequently they rotate their running backs that they're like, yeah, okay. We don't need both of you scoring all the touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would love to see someone start James cook week one against the Rams. Yeah. Come on. Just send him in. I know there are people who believe him, who believe in him. And especially if you're in a, in a deeper league, you know, if you're in a 12 man or like anything deeper than that, 14, yeah. man, whatever that, you know, that could be a really solid option. Like I said, I think he's going to be end up being the third down guy, at least the beginning of the season until he potentially could take over. And I think we're going to see some third downs for the bills in this game. And they're going to have to convert. And if, and if they think he is the guy to do that for them, they're going to put the ball in his hands. So risky start but I think it could pay off for you depending on how you are feeling about Sir James Cook. Let's move on, Wes, to disappoint some people, specifically the people that we're going to talk about here because I know they're listening to the podcast. Yeah. Who are you just saying, nope, stay on my bench, not, not even considering you this week? No, I, nope, I'm goodbye. not even going to consider starting tight end Tyler Higbee. Sorry, mm-hmm. I know he's a real big fan of our show. I mean, he is. I think he's the anonymous Dallas he Cowboys is. fan. Yeah, he is. That's why he's <laughs> anonymous. Why, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
So uh, here's the thing. As, as Noah said at the start, which is just to reiterate this point, because I think we both believe it, there's going to be a clear drop-off from tight ends. When it gets from Travis Kelsey down to Darren Waller, going through Noah's rankings, at some point, the tight ends are just fine. And you know what? Tyler Higby is a little less than just fine, in my opinion. If I were to categorize him, I think he's a good bi-week starter. When you have a tight end in a bi-week and you go pick him up, I think he'll do just fine. If you have a tight end that's injured or if they're out for any reason, like COVID, I think he's worth starting. But I don't think he should be your starter. Another thing, I don't want to keep talking about Cooper Cup with these other guys, but it's a really good reason as to why yeah. I don't trust anyone week one. It's the, yeah. the big guys do big in week one. That's just yeah. how it's always been. So another fun stat, a Cooper Cup that I want to mention. So red zone targets, hit 36 red zone targets last year. Gosh. Yeah. Higby had 17. Now Cooper Cup turned okay. 36 of those. He turned a third of those into touchdowns. 12 touchdowns off 36 targets. Well. Tyler Higby turned four of those 17 targets into touchdowns. Not great. No. And that's the thing. He's just fine. Tyler Higby with his ADP. I sure hope he's not your tight end one. Yeah. I really hope you got someone better, but it's he, he finished ninth, 15th, ninth again. And just the average stats for yards, touchdowns, receptions, targets. He's fine. And I'm going to pick someone on the Rams that I don't want to start because I don't see there being any ceiling worth considering for me. It's Tyler Higby. Sorry for anyone that, you know, for at least for week one, it's the bills. As I said before, they're going to go to the guy they trust the most. It's going to be Cooper cup. And that's going to be it all game. Cause they got to keep up with Josh Allen and that offense. So for me, don't even start Tyler Higby. Don't think there's any kind of secret upside to his potential in week one. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I'm not considering him at all. Sh- shout out Tyler Higby. Shout out East Lake, Florida. Uh, yeah, major East shout Florida. out. Yeah, major, major <laughs> shout out. East Lake, Florida, baby. Um, but yeah, I'm not considering him for all the reasons you just said. I agree with you. I, I think you're spot on. Uh, and so, yeah, he's going to stay on on benches. And, you know, I if if you have to. Whatever, take the shot. But you know, I there's got to be better options for you. I feel like, especially with with you know where he's at in that tight end range. I think you you got to have better options until you can move on there. I sure hope you have better options. Noah, uh, can I tell you? Can I tell you one more Cooper Cup stat? It's so, so fun. Yeah. Okay, I'll tell you one more. Okay, and then and then I'll hear your don't start. So okay, you're high on Mike Evans. And I know you love Cooper Cup as well. You love yeah. Mike Evans. He's a better value for his upside than Cooper Cup does just with the ADP. So at one point you said you share the statistic that Mike Evans catches one third of Tom Brady's touchdowns. You said that every yeah. three touchdowns Brady's throw, oh, Brady God. throws, one is to I think uh, I Mike Evans. That. I know it's a little different. Check this out. Every three throws – Matt Stafford attempts goes to Cooper cup throws. Oh, wow. Not just touchdowns. Every yeah, time he had like a 33% target share, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Matt Stafford had 600 attempts. Cooper cup had 200 targets. Oh my goodness. So 
Yeah. yeah. Anyway, okay. So <laughs> let me hear your don't start. Let's close out the show. Tell me who your don't start is for Thursday night, Noah. Yeah, my don't start for Thursday night is going to be another running back for the Buffalo Bills, and it's Devin Singletary. I just Ooh. hit you guys with the upside and potential for James Cook, so it's going to be pretty easy here. It's the Los Angeles Rams defense, you guys. I know I said don't overthink it with Josh Allen. You shouldn't overthink it with Josh Allen. You need to just not think about Devin Singletary at all in this matchup because it's the Los Angeles Rams defense with Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, and in case you forgot, Bobby Wagner's on that team now. Yeah. That's, that's that right. front seven is stacked. And then you get Jalen Rams out there. It's just it, I'm Devin Singletary shouldn't be on your radar. The Rams allowed the eighth fewest points to running backs last season. And this defense has only gotten better from there. If you drafted well, there should be better options on your team for the line for your starting lineup and Singletary. Keep him on your bench for the week and allow for the week to see if he is still going to be the main runner for the team. But for right now, for this week, keep him on the bench. Don't consider him. Don't think about him. And just move on. You know, I think it's very interesting is people that have to start Devin Singletary. I think yeah. if there is people, there are people, you and I both considered it at some point for this season of a zero running back strategy. And that is waiting way far in the draft to take yeah. your first running back. And that is too risky for me. I really wanted to do it, and I just can't because I need to have someone valuable. Now, if Devin Singletary, I think you made a great point. If he, if he's your star, if he's RB two on your roster. Okay, hey, next time, good luck next year. You know, but yeah. <laughs> I, it's it's only because he. It's not because he's not good. That they just get, they give the ball to so many ball carriers in the backfield, and that's why. James Cook is an interesting pick for people who think that he's got a potential to break out later on because who knows? Yeah, I, I avoided him. He was one of the guys that I just avoided in every mock draft and each of my drafts, Devin Singletary. Yeah, I hope you don't have to start him. I hope so too. I think that Rams defense is going to absolutely shut him down whenever he is on the field. And that being said, I'm going to shut down this episode. Oh, that is what going to be segue. all the time we have for the show. Wherever you're listening, we'd appreciate it if you gave us a review, gave us a five-star review, say something funny, and we'll chuck you a shout-out on the episode that we get to it on. Uh, apparently, I'm going to roast you because that's my thing now. So uh, we're on social media everywhere at Fourth and Troll and on Facebook at Fourth and Troll Fantasy. Look out for our mascot, Teddy the Troll, and make him smile by giving us a follow and joining us next time every Tuesday and Friday. My name is Noah Selby. And I'm Wes Selby. And this has been Fourth and Troll Fantasy. Fantasy.